You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM, crossing the Rubicon. Welcome to Dublin South FM, the Joe Dalton Show. We eventually got the show's name right after four and a half years, and the last six months has been driving me insane about where I wanted to go with it. But it's, it is a journey that we live on. So, Nikki, tell people who you are. Thank you for having me, Joe. It's lovely to be here. I am mother of three. I'm a psychologist, so I trained as a chartered counselling psychologist. Um, I'm also very aligned with the spiritual world. Uh, I practice as a as a healer and uh, intuitive as well. Um, and I came into my journey really through a lot of kind of soul searching and going inward after being diagnosed and coming into a full recovery from lupus, uh, systemic lupus erythematosus. So it, yeah, it pushed me, catapulted me into understanding myself and really figuring how to integrate the mind, body, spirit. So that's what I do in my everyday life. Okay, so and we, let's get the formalities out of the way as well as 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 I like to. Um, your web address as well. Give us give us that now at the beginning, so we don't have to do the standard. And your web address. So give us that. <laughs> as well. um, sure. So uh, Nikki N I K K I Nikki Gresham Record And uh, last year, so I fought through a healing method, a healing system, a new modality which integrates the mind, body, spirit. And my focus is really about beliefs, shifting beliefs. Okay. So shifting beliefs, I think that's where we are in the world at the moment. It's all about shifting beliefs. I think there's a battle going on in the world between some people call it good and bad. Some people call it ego and self. Um, It's, you know, there's people out there living in some sort of fear or doubt. People are getting angry. People are happy. People are pivoting. People are finding the blessing and everything. There is a multiple of emotional feelings going on, like a big stirring pot in 2020. Where's it going? Who knows? Hopefully it's going in the right direction where we more and more people wake up and see this wonderful world we live in you know the garden of eden and how wonderful it can be if we just open our eyes so going back to that your introduction where did your journey began your your connection between you know in college you were studying and then suddenly something happened that made you go maybe there's more to life I, I hit rock bottom, to be honest. So I always had a feeling which I didn't understand that um, I felt a bit different. I felt a little bit like I didn't belong or like I was an observer of life. But I, um, it, it, was a, it was a while. So it wasn't until I was diagnosed with lupus when I was 19. So just as I was starting uni. And then um, I went through uni. I pushed <laughs> it was that energy of just pushing through, striving. So I was blessed to be kind of good at a, a lot of what I did. It's very uh, creative. I was academic. I was sporty. I danced. So I didn't want to let the lupus stop me, and I pushed, and I kept pushing. I left uni. I went into work in mental health, and then I uh, pushed through that, pushed through, worked in a drug rehab for five years, Um, And it wasn't until I had my first child, which was early on, just before I was 30, because I was told that I might not be able to have children. So first point possible. Um, And I was very sick and then fell pregnant with my second child. And it wasn't until I got to rock bottom where I just did not know how I was going to cope. Um, In a lot of pain, completely exhausted, no DHEA, no, uh, barely any cortisol production. I just got my body into such a state and I got two babies and my second baby, bless him, I was on a lot of um, steroids when I was pregnant with him to manage the sickness, but also the, the illness. And then um, I couldn't see a way forward. And my son was sick. He had a mischievous gut. They, they, they never really found what he was allergic to, but he was having allergic type responses, chronic reflux. So we had two years of uh, screaming <laughs> day and night. And, um, you know, I had lupus. I had an 18-month-old baby. 
um, it, so it's full on. So it got so to the point all where this, all this pressure was pressure, pressure, pressure. loading loading on you. And like a, an elastic, it was going to snap. Yeah. When did it snap? So it, it just got to the point where I could not see a way forward. I lost faith in the medical system. And it, I think I could tolerate it for myself, but I couldn't tolerate the kind of invasive procedures for my baby. Um, and that was the point at which I just, I just called a stop. I called a stop to everything, and I just realised in that what it was like an, an epiphany moment that I had to take responsibility for my life and my health condition and my son's health condition. And I just pressed pause, and I called out, "If there is anything there, help me, show me, tell me." And um, and I started getting directed step by step by step. Um, into natural medicine, into healing. Um, you know, that was a word that was quite alien to me. I've always been very empathic, which I wasn't necessarily aware of at the time. But I just started to open up and I started to apply these principles and I started to heal. And we healed my son within two weeks. I saw a naturopath within two weeks, the screaming stopped. So it was a bit of a, it was a wake up call. And when you have those kinds of wake up calls, and you see that there's another way that you're not necessarily looking at or you've been told that it's quack or... It, it's interesting you say that because, you know, the words that are coming to my mind when you think about, you know, the natural way is a lot of people will say quack rubbish. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, well, if it worked, why hasn't the pharmaceutical taken these on? They take the best and then discard the rest. Um I know my own from my own experience and from speaking to people with it who follow that route. So many amazing people have been cured just by changing their diet or making simple changes to their lifestyle. And I know that even some doctors out there are now recommending a different choice, saying go see a nutritionist or go look at someone like this. They they're more and more opening opening their mind. So you were in college. Um, you you were studying to be a psychologist. Did that that obviously gave you or taught you to open up your mind more than before? And without that, you probably wouldn't have been on the path that you're on as well. Would that be correct? Um, partially, a long-winded Joe. window, but yeah, p- partially. I I mean, looking back now, and how connected I am to my soul and my journey and my life path and my purpose. Everything was perfect. Everything got me to where I am now so that I had those experiences. Even, you know, becoming a psychologist for me was one of the most natural things. It it was my path. It was, I've always been interested in people. I've always observed people behaviors. I've always been an advocate for people. I've always wanted to empower, um, support. I've always listened. I've always tried to kind of find that compassionate understanding for people. So, it's a very kind of natural fitting for me in that respect. Um, Psychology uh, did help, did kind of guide me in terms of being able to be with and look at resolving the emotional conflicts and the emotional issues. Um, But I have to say alongside the psychology, I've also opened to being very interested in consciousness and very interested in energy psychology. And the more, uh, you know, working in the drug rehab, I'd have people ask me if I was a healer or um, because there's always something else going on. And I think we bring ourselves into this work. You know, there's there's something else. And it's the, through that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm sorry for cutting across you there, but it's like with psychology that we all know that it's, you know, it's about opening up and finding to the root of the problem. Um what I'm learning from life is that everything that is a concern or a doubt or a fear or an imposter syndrome all revolves back to our childhood. Something that had happened in our childhood, as the saying goes, give me a child to their seven, I'll show you the, the person. But it something happened that triggers us that we are now. And the best way that if I'm fearful of the dark or I'm I don't like this or I'm self you know, I'm self-conscious about something, if we really drive back to our childhood, we'll find that when it happened, who we were with and where we were. Looking at it quite simply, this is the issue. 
a trauma or maybe just someone said something in the subconscious mind. But it's also, I think the biggest difficulty is getting back to there because we have closed off all the crap that has happened to us over the years and yeah. we just want to be the false I am wonderful. And I think the spiritual journey itself is opening up and looking at your rawness to say, it's okay, I'm okay. And if you don't like it, I'm okay with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Beautifully put. We have so much resistance to going into those wounds sometimes because when we were children, we were more vulnerable. We didn't have the answers. We didn't perhaps understand through empathy and through compassion why our parents might be behaving the way in which they were or a school teacher or a friend. You know, we're all, it's like we're all in this washing machine together learning about the human experience. And, and those yeah, programs yeah. absolutely come in in the earlier years. You know, we're, we're in a different brainwave state. We literally, this is science well, now. This is how mad we are influenced. I remember in secondary school doing, we had home economics in probably, it was first year. And we were cutting peppers. And the teacher said, watch the seeds in the peppers. They're poisonous, right? For years, when I had peppers, I was cutting these out, making sure that I didn't get any in my food because I was, this was for in my 20s, because I believed they were poisonous. And then I kind of went, they're not poisonous, you know. And still to this day, when I cut up a pepper, I go, I remember that teacher telling how wrong they were, telling me that it was poisonous. Mad, mad stuff. Yeah. So that's how we are easily, the smallest thing can influence us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Things imprint. And then, Joe, we act, you know, 95% of the time we act through this subconscious programming. So it's like, you know, we learn to tie our shoelaces and we focus and we repeat behaviours and then it's programmed and then we don't need to think about it anymore. Same as driving. So we have so many beliefs through the kind of systems that we're seeing, I believe, collapsing at the moment. But through these kind of what I would describe as old paradigm systems, um, you know, there's been a lot of indoctrination and a lot of beliefs and a lot of programming that put us into victimhood, put us into handing over our power to institutions and so on. But, but here you go. You said programming. And yes, there is a lot that's happened in our lives that have we have been programmed. I, I said well before lockdown that we we are being influenced by our parents. They have been influenced by their parents and so on and so on. And that's where they say, oh, you're like your mother or you're like your father, because it's either in our mind or it's in, you know, our cellular memory that creates these. But the more yeah. that I go through life and the more that I look at everything, I'm kind of going, we're influenced by a lot of things. Like we're influenced by our teachers, by our government, by our TV programs that we watch, um, by the news. All these things influence us subconsciously without us knowing. And I think the message that I'm trying to get and want to have a conversation with you as well is about stop looking outwards. Stop looking at all that crap that's influencing you. Because when you do, it scares the bejesus out of you. And start mm-hmm. looking about you, feeling within. Get back to who mm-hmm. you are. On it. Mm-hmm. That's me yeah. off the pulpit. <laughs> yeah, if there was one program I could shift, it would be this idea that humanity is, you know, not that people are not to be trusted, or that the world is dangerous and unsafe. Because I think there's, you know, there's a few people that are malevolent that have been. Um, you know, dictating, creating, and we've just got so many beliefs. And I, I genuinely believe that people are good at heart. I genuinely believe that we are we are benevolent. And um, but you know, what's happening at the moment is this shift in consciousness. There's a rise. There has been. It's been happening, and and don't believe that it can be stopped. There's a rise in consciousness, and that we're moving into a service to other you know, where we come together as communities and as, as one humanity. And and there's a lot of push, there's a lot of kickback because I think the powers that be feel like they're losing control. But it, it, it is, it's this rise in consciousness. If everybody could see themselves 
um, as the divine beings that we are, we, we are. I think it's everybody agrees that we have a soul. We have, um, you know, that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah, and, no, um, I, I, have, I disagree with you there when you say we have a soul. We don't have a soul. I, we, we don't. We are a soul. We are, yeah, sure. We are, you know, yeah. and I use the analogy of when you get into your car to drive, you don't come the steering wheel or the seat or the pedals. You are just in the car driving around. And that's the analogy that I use for the soul is we are in this body, you know, ash to ashes, dust to dust. This is being created on the planet and we are just in it. And we are using this as a vehicle to get around. Yeah. And, you know, like in business, you know, your business is thriving. You know, you, you have this spiritual level, but you also then are running a very successful business. You have your ups and downs like we all do. I think when some people hear spiritual or all this and then they go, oh, yeah, that's woo-woo. But there's a business element to it as well. And what I'm learning myself that when you bring all that inner peace and wisdom into the business it changes and there's slight things that happen that make it more fun and easy instead of working your arse off to your fingers bleed because that's what you used to be told to do. Mm, that's the energy of sacrifice. No, I agree with you completely. And that's the power of words as well. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, you know yeah. how we use our words and how we communicate, e even the whole, um, the, the protesting and the, the truth and movements that we're, we're seeing we have to be careful what we focus upon and we have to, it's absolutely useful to spread, um, you know, the new truths that are coming out. It's, it's good for us to question, to be intelligent and think about what we're seeing and, and how that's, how the programs are operating to be able to see through the programs. Um, but we also have to be really careful with our, with our focus and our intent and the, the subtleties of those words. Yeah. And getting into that, it's about that anger. And it's about the panic and it's about the fear. And I've seen families split up. But do you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of Brexit. Families were arguing about the voting in England with Brexit. So let's take a break. You're listening to Joe Dalton on Dublin South FM. So just before the break, I was mentioning about what's going on in the world reminds me of Brexit. That when Brexit, the vote for Brexit in England was coming, families were divided. And some people aren't even speaking to each other still. I think what's happening in the world at the moment is causing the same rift, but stronger families, friends, people who you thought were, were, you know, on the same wavelength, you realize they have no compassion or they have no empathy. And then other people are saying, oh, I'm full of gratitude and it's amazing, but they're still attacking marchers in the street going, you know, feckers. You know, we have to get to this balance of it's okay what everybody is doing. I accept what you're doing. You accept what I'm doing but I'm not forcing it down your neck. Would that be right? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, what we're really going through is this, it's a human experience now. So things are so heightened globally that we, we're being forced to feel into, I mean, what's happening, Joe, bigger picture is that there is, there is a raising of consciousness on the planet and there is more light than there's ever been before. And that light is literally shining a light on all of the shadows and all of the dark. And so there's nowhere left for the dark to hide. We're seeing it. And as we're seeing it, people are having to confront their own shadows. They're having to confront their own feelings. You know, how do we feel about this? Um, this is what we were talking about earlier in relation to kind of me and the, that kind of healing journey. You know, we have to go into... How does this make us feel? And stop projecting the anger out. Stop projecting, you know, the frustrations out. Because ultimately, wherever we are feeling strong and intense emotion, we have a corresponding belief. Whether that's belief that we are we're helpless or there's nothing I can do about this. Um, whether it's feeling that people are being a threat to me, causing me harm, causing me danger. There's a lot of projection. But these are literally old uh, old paradigm beliefs and programs that are getting played out. 
So where all this emotion is coming up, the best thing that we can do with that is to feel into that and start to understand what programs, what beliefs we have running personally. Yeah. But how do you feel into that? Say, you know, someone's listening today and they're going, yeah, okay, I get that. And I know I shouldn't be feeling into it. And I'm walking into it like I'm walking into a wall and I'm not learning. I'm still doing this, this loop. How? Yeah. Well, the first thing I say, as you asked that question, I kind of heard some responses, which is, you know, that's BS. Because people don't want to feel discord. They don't want to feel unease. So anybody that's challenging what I'm saying or doesn't want to hear that, you know, I would encourage you to feel into our body. Where is the anger? Where is the frustration? Breathe into it. It's just energy. It's an energetic reaction. And it's triggered by energy in the outside world. So everything is a reflection. You know, we're all playing parts in this big game of life. And people are triggers for each other. And sometimes these triggers are our greatest gifts. For the people who are sitting at home, you know, wishing ill, we're hearing it now, wishing ill upon the the president which uh, of the United States, you know, wishing ill upon the people and blaming the people for the spread of the coronavirus. You know, there is there is data, there is evidence in research that shows that the latest one I saw that this is not an airborne disease. The CDC have come and apologized. But yeah, that's but not no reported in the mainstream yeah. media. But, but no, like even masks, we know that, you know, they're saying masks. You know, I know nurses that are telling me all we're doing with that masks is breeding in our back our own germs. Do they work? There's all this, but no mm. one is listening. People are just, here it is. Are people happy in their own misery and use that as a place to feel hard done by as they walk through life? And is that caused by the subconscious mind that they have, the message that they have been fed over the years? I don't think so, Joe. I don't think people are happy in their misery. I think people experience misery, but they have beliefs that say that this is the way in which the world is. Because that's been the programming, that's been the conditioning. You know, we've been taught to be dependent upon the state. We've been, even if you think about children, and and how you know they're rewarded for good behavior good behavior means compliance you know and they're punished or they have things taken away for bad behavior you know people that challenge the doctors that are challenging what's being saying now you know they're criticized they're condemned this is a culture <laughs> of of criticism that if we do not comply with the systems and there is so much now that suggests that we have to start questioning some of these systems yeah, but that's, look, we are starting to, we're starting to look at the social, the economical, we're starting to look at the, the medical. There's so many avenues being opened up because yeah. of what has happened in, the, in 2020. Yeah. These are, and what it, all it is doing is getting people to talk, people to ask questions. People that would never ask questions before are now yeah. going, why? And a lot of people might disagree with this, but every time a government does or makes something up, which a lot of them are, or they are putting people in lockdown, you know, they're just, they've just woken up another 10,000 people to ask why. I feel that after 2020 and when everything sort of settles down, which will eventually, there's going to be so much good coming from what we've learned from the the year of 2020. I, I absolutely agree. I do believe that we will get through this um, be, because we can only be pushed and squeezed so far. And that there is resistance, just going back to what I was saying earlier, there's resistance about feeling the emotions and understanding our own shadows and looking at our own programs. Um, but once we've done that, and once we've brought love or compassion into them, because that's the next step, we have to bring love and compassion for this anger that I'm feeling or for the belief that says that I, you know, what's the point in, in me diving into all of this stuff when there's nothing I can do about it? You know, there are many people that would rather not believe that the government don't have the best interests in heart, you know. So there are many people, um, you know, people that I've spoken to personally, their family members that 
are um, reluctant because they feel, well, there's nothing I can do about it. So that's only going to make me more miserable. Um, you know, and just waiting for other people to uh, hold the torch or, or, or shine the light or waiting for things to get better. Um, and I think people, you know, to, to a large extent, people do have that faith that we will move through this, that things will get better, that it's a it's a temporary period of, you know, intense unrest. But yeah, but there's also the human psyche where we are all great getting out of the gate, rah, running, rah, running, and then you keep on going. And then some people go, ah, I'm tired running. And ah, the government does something else or someone and everyone goes, ah, yeah. And then something else happens to go, ah. and then everyone just gets, gets involved and just complies because it's like in business when you're the successful business and the people that make the business that, are the ones that just keep on pushing through even when all the rubbish and all the uncertainty happens they still have the, the spot on that target and going this is going to be a success that's why we separate entrepreneurs from people who are employees and the reason being is because it takes a lot of gut to be an entrepreneur to you know so i'm, I'm using that analogy of we might get a lot of people roaring and shouting, but if there's keeps on going, people will just comply and go, ah, forget it. You know, people give up after a while, forget it. It's only the strong willed and the true believers will be the ones that will push through this. They, they really, I believe they are the people that have done the soul searching that can't go against what they believe to be true. That uh, we just stand in the truth. You know, once you've tapped into your truth, your personal individual truth, you can't be shoehorned into someone else's. And there are many people that are coming into the truth. This is the inward journey. There are many people that are going through individual processes right now that are going through that kind of, you know, what they might describe as a breakdown, which is really an ultimate breakthrough because we have to allow these old energies to deconstruct and it's sometimes only through the deconstruction that we search for the light. We search for something um, that feels uh, better. And it's that journey toward things that feel better, things that feel uh, wholesome, things that feel real, things that feel true. That we, um, And then we start to find others, Joe. We, we start to connect and build community. And I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing gatherings. We're seeing groupings of people that have found their truth. And, uh, you know, yeah. won't be silenced. I see it globally. You said it earlier, it's energy, you know. Yeah. And everything is energy. Emotion is energy. And yeah. is it as simple as switching off that fear? Like, I don't, we don't have the TV on in the house. The only thing that comes through our TV is Netflix or we watch box sets you know we're not we're not caught into that we don't have the radio playing if we we're in the car we're listening to songs with the kids our kids don't talk about covid all day or know about covid over the last six seven months because we felt that it was unnecessary to be dropping that fear into them so they're living their normal lives what i'm what i'm getting at is that there is our projection of life and that is raising our vibration which is energy to joy and happiness so i'm not living in the fear sometimes when i switch something on i act you know i jump in the car and i turn on the radio for a second or i jump on social media where everyone's sniping i get that bite of fear oh and it bites me and i go oh jesus christ that was sore and i switch it off again am i living in a bubble or am i just accepting what's going on and not and having blinkers or is what i'm doing helping more people to awaken through the ripple effect if you've tapped into your truth if you've looked and you've come into your truth then you're going to be resonating at a higher frequency than if you were if you were focusing on all of the fear and and listening to the negative programming you know negative programs programmers <laughs> that's what they do they let negative words uh, carry frequency they affect our frequency as energetic beings which is absolutely what we are so yeah if you're focusing on the negative of course you're going to feel more uh, affected by that however if you're not looking if you're if you have got the blinkers on then um 
it's very hard to what I would describe as as move through that process because right now there is a lot of collapse there's a lot of disharmony there's a lot of disease and as we as we allow ourselves to look and bring light into that then we actively shift the energy on the planet so energy do- doesn't just disappear but it can change it can it never shift. disappears no but what we can do is take fear and breathe into it and be with it and bring love into it and bring reassurance and bring compassion, bring forgiveness, and that energy starts to move. So I do believe, Joe, that there is no wrong, there is no right, that we've all got different roles that we're playing right now. And so it's very important that people feel into what's their truth. You know, that's them means being sovereign beings, doing what's right by them in their own circumstances. Yeah, but- what you're saying as well, I would agree that it's, you know, looking at all these things. And I think there's a fine line and we have to learn this is between judgment and analyzing. Judgment is wrong. You know, analyzing is right. And you can analyze everything all day. And I think that's, and sometimes when I'm just out, I, I say hello to strangers in the street and I'm walking around happy. And, but sometimes I think that we need to just, if we can all the time, just be nice to each other. Be kind. Absolutely. Be yes, kind. Yes, 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 yes. The yes, world yes, yes. will change. Yeah. Yes, 100%. That, that loving kindness, loving kindness, compassion, because everyone is acting out 95% of the time through their programs. So, you know, if they're listening, if people are listening to the worst case scenarios, which haven't played out, everything that's been projected as worst case scenario hasn't played out, then, you know, they're going to be carrying and behaving in ways in which reflect that energy. So the more we can bring love, compassion, understanding and kindness, the, you know, I, I personally, um, I have a, you know, I don't wear a mask, I have a exemption. And um, as I walk into a shop, I go in as a sovereign being with so much love in my heart and, and I smile and more often than not, people will smile back at me um, because of the energy that I carry and the love that I bring. And I, I genuinely have a love for humanity. Um, so people feel that. And I know that that ripples out. Um, it's, it's absolutely absolute truth. When we, when we hold love, when we have an openness, that people feel that yeah, people the, connect with that. Energy flows where energy goes. Yeah. I wear a mask in the shop. I do suffer from, um, I get a bit claustrophobic, so I have this. So I, I do, you know, pull it pull it down because I need to, because I kind of feel like I can't breathe. But if I see someone not wearing a mask, I support them. And if I see someone giving out to a person, or if I sit, you know, who doesn't wear a mask, I will stand up for that person who is not wearing a mask because I believe in free will. I believe in free choice. And that's why, you know, and... I think that's when people rally together and kind of go, well, you know, it's for the greater good. What is the greater good? You know, when, when we get to this sovereign being of, you know, love and be kind to each other, all this sort of stuff won't matter. It won't no, matter. No, 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 no. And it, it doesn't, absolutely, I'm not saying, you know, it's everyone's personal choice, like you say. We have a degree of free will at the moment. That's what's being challenged. And I think that's what's pushing us because it's, we are... Yeah born as sovereign beings you know that's what people are resisting but i do believe that this is the program if we we, you know continue this discussion on programs i think that's the program that we're shifting at the moment is this sense of disempowerment and we're coming into personal empowerment we're coming we're shifting the disempowerment and so of course we feel the squeeze of the disempowerment of being controlled and um it's almost as if we're moving out of becoming a slave race you know yeah it's 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 like someone said to me this morning corporate you know corporate worlds from some corpse you know and i kind of went hmm, you know there's all this stuff coming up and I, you know 2021 will be the year of disclosure i think looking back at all the data and looking back of all the stuff and there's so much stuff wrong in the world that we don't look at, you know, I, I, I've done some shows on pedophilia. When I mention it to people, they go, oh, I don't want to talk about that because 
we've been programmed not to look at it straight in the eye and go, that's wrong because it's too uncomfortable for me to look at or talk about because I know it's wrong. So I'll just blank it out of my mind. Starvation, you know, abuse, you know, equality, all these things that the world, the darkness and the gray and the negative in the world. Yeah. But there's also the wonderful the wonderful part is the, you know, the, 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 the goodness. And I'm just wandering off here, but it's something that I was thinking about. Wars, we have led to believe that those people over there are bad and they want to kill us. But those people over there think we want to kill them as well. Because if you look at into every household over there, their husbands, wives, their children, their families, they want the same things as us. And they don't want to fight and they don't want war. They just want to be happy and live in their own society. But we think they're rattler sabring at us and they think we're doing the same. But if we met together and said, do you want to kill me? No, I don't want to kill you. You want to kill me? Do you know, these are the things that I think is going to resolve in the long run. I think it's all going to be really good. Well, I think what you're saying is the, you know, the people are uniting and absolutely this is what we're seeing globally. You know, there's a global movement towards freedom. There's a global movement towards, I I think first when COVID uh, came in, we recognised that we were a global community and we perhaps united through fear and now we're uniting through liberation. I've been given out to when I call it the COVID con. And I say that as that will be, someone will make a movie or a documentary in about four or five years time, you know, the COVID con, how the media um, influenced a nation, you know, or misguided a nation. So I'll be, I've been given out about that, but that's, that's part of it. But look, Nikki, all the stuff that you have learned and all the roads that you have gone down and all the teachings, where is it leading? Where is it leading you as a person? Where is it, you know, I know that if, if you're like me and you speak to, you know, in-laws, you can kind of bite your tongue and go, I'm just keeping it here because I don't want to get into conflict. Where is it all leading for you and everybody? I struggle to bite my tongue, Joe. Um, <laughs> it's, leading into, it's leading into truth. It's leading into personal responsibility. It's leading into us co-creating with the divine, bringing in the kind of world that we want to see, being the change in the world. So for, for me, I have never, I've never been on such mission. I feel like I'm working around the clock. It's just stepped me into... Um, inspired action. How can we shift? Yeah, inspired action. How, how can we shift this? How can we bring people into... Um, you know, supporting each other, loving each other, community, um, connecting the natural world, recognizing ourselves as part of Gaia, part of nature, part of Mother Earth. Um, coming back to uh, just coming back to the natural laws of the universe. You know, this is this is very important for me, and um, and opening up spiritually, opening up beyond the kind of beyond some of the religious um, doctrines that have uh, led through fear. So it's it's about shifting the fear. It's about love. It's about moving us more into this higher consciousness of love and being that and embodying that and holding space for that, compassion, understanding. Um, and it comes from, you know, it comes from having individual experiences and your own connection to yourself as a divine being um, to whether we call it God, creator, source, universe, cosmos. I think I, it's just know, expansion. A great exercise for people is to get a sheet of paper and draw a line down the middle. And on the left-hand side, write down words of what you think is negative. So we talk about fear, doubt, anxiety, and make those list of words. And there's only a couple of words that you can come up with, right? Not a lot, just a couple. You know, we have apathy and all right. But if you then quickly and on the right side, write down all the words that you should be kindness, love, compassion, joy, laughter, freedom. And I'm sure 
rewarding on the positive side would weigh out all the negative words on the, yeah. you know, so say example, you pick, you can get six words in a negative. You could probably get 20 words in a positive. Okay. Why are we allowing these six negative words to live our lives? And if someone does this on a sheet of paper and then folds over that sheet of paper and then sees all the positive words and sticks that on the corkboard or the board and go, that's how I'm going to, what I'm going to look at today and every day and try my damnedest to be those words. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not the people's fault. It's not our fault. It's just the way in which, um, you know, culture has nurtured us and, and pointed us in, in that direction. Um, but when you come into that personal responsibility and you come into realizing that you have free will and choice in terms of how you manage your own emotions, your own thoughts and so on, you know, it, my the healing system that I've created and there are others, um, reprogram the subconscious mind for all of these positive affirmations. So, you know, there are tools, there are techniques, there are things that we can do to shift that consciousness and shift that focus. Um, but absolutely. Going into your healing system, the book that you, you have, it's a guide, step-by-step process. It's a cyclopedia. It's a workbook. It's, it's everything. It's not just like a novel. There's, there's so much tools and techniques in this book. Are you doing it to help people heal their body? Are you doing it to help people, to help them with their energy, help them with their mindset? Or is it just a big collective of going, if you try this, it might work for you. And it's better to try this than living in a shit life. Yeah, you, you, you cannot separate out the mind and the body. So when we, when we think a certain thing, when we focus on certain uh, you know, thoughts, words, statements, the self-talk, the negative self-talk, the limiting self-talk that says, I can't, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not lovable, or I'm not supported, or all of that stuff. Um, you know, it has a resonance in the body. So when you start to shift that, yes, it, it affects the body. When you start to think loving thoughts about yourself, recognize yourself as being worthy of unconditional love, um, then we, the body feels that and the body knows that and it what it does more than anything it connects us with the body so you start talking to the body start feeling into the body allowing yourself to be in the body listening to your intuition so um yeah the process can work very generically for whatever it is that you're focusing on to give you an energetic shift and each time it just raises your vibration a little bit so if you were to focus on this issue around anger you can muscle test so the system teaches you how to muscle test to work with your body and uh, you can find the belief that's cause or that would give you a shift so you start to release that distortion within the body energetically so we we become we become clearer there's clarity i i think it is about becoming clearer and having clarity Mm. And that's in all walks of life, especially with a business. When a business finds out that they have purpose and clarity, it grows. Ourselves, when we get that inner compass, our intuition kicks in and our intuition guides us a lot more than Mm. looking at all the stuff outside. Just something that popped into my head there. All that you're talking about is also about living in the moment. Yeah. And a lot of people think about stuff that's going to happen in the future which creates a reaction now for something that has never that has not existed or possibly will never exist in their life so all the teachings and all the stuff that we're trying to express and help people with it's about just being in the now it really is because that's where we create from as well yeah yeah, I I think over the last six, seven months, I've gone on a, a massive journey. Um, and one of the things that I'm learning from it, and I've said this in the previous show as well, I have learned to detach myself from the outcome. I move every day through the tasks that I need to do and the emotions and the inspired actions. Yeah. But I'm not looking at the outcome. Now, I'm not sitting on my ass going, oh, I wonder what's going to happen there. I'm using the now moment to drive forward. 
knowing that it's going to be bringing me in the right direction. And I think that that's the the teachings and the modeling that if we can get that right with everybody, you know, don't worry if if that person's going to stand you up or you're going to lose that deal or that's don't worry about it because it hasn't happened yet. Just work in the now, that step by step now. And when you get to there, the opportunities will will arise. Yeah, these are really important teachings, Joe. And in what you're saying, you know, I'm hearing that recognition of ourselves as creator beings, as powerful creator beings. And when we uh, line ourselves up energetically, so this system does this also, it, it, it works with manifestation because it clears any resistance. That's how I, it came to be published. I've never written in my life, but I had the message that I needed to bring this through. And I, I got to publish a first attempt within about two weeks. I wrote the uh, proposal and saw that there was a, something at the London Book Fair happening. So I got myself there listening to that call. So it's about saying yes, not getting in our way. But in order to do that, we need to clear the resistance. And I think that's where people struggle, where there's a bit of resistance. You know, people can come up against the wall. But if we can f- move through that resistance, line ourselves up, then we become these beautiful creative beings, especially when these are service to other issues. You know, when okay. we're doing things that serve the whole and we're in the now, we're extremely powerful. The Maharaji experiment, you know, people sitting together in peace, in unity, with good focused intention, you know, had huge and has huge impacts on, on nations. So you know, Lynn Taggart and her intention yeah, experiments, it's, 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 we're powerful. It's, uh... The, the collective consciousness we know about the tests where monks have gone into cities and meditated and everything has the crime rate has dropped so we there is tests there what do you feel in your own opinion that corporate world is lacking or needs to redevelop and the reason i mention this because you know that i created the conscious business academy and this is to bring a new perspective into businesses what do you think that companies need? Well, I don't know how well this is going to go down, Joe, and I'd be interested on in your thoughts. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is moving beyond competition into collaboration and that sense of moving beyond service to self into service to others. Because when we're aligned with cooperation, collaboration, service to others, we're in abundance. We're not operating from a place of lack and fear that there's not enough that someone's going to take away my business or take away my power. So, you know, when we come into the belief and the philo- philosophy that there is enough and there is enough, then, you know, we expand and we start focusing on how can we serve each other? How can we serve, you know, the, the people that are part of this company, the value in, in humans, the value in the service, the value of the product. You know, we start that as an offering and, law of attraction suggests that it expands it grows yeah i i when i hear law of attraction i sort of think of it it, you know it's something you give a 20 year old or a 19 year old to read you know the the secret you know because that's what it is um but i also believe that you are right because once a company stops looking at its employees as commodities and looks looks at them as individuals and an asset but a community so remove the brand remove the mission statement and look at it as a community because communities work together okay people spend more time in the workplace if it's a community than they do at home or when they're at home eight hours of that they're asleep in bed so building that as a community and going what is in it for not me but in it for everybody and all decisions are made for everyone within the organization and all the partners and shareholders right across so it can thrive it can be successful it can thrive it's just a slight different mindset now some people might go that's wrong you know we need to ram these up and all but no i've seen it and it works you know, I, I got goosebumps when you first said that. 
that sense of community and what what came to mind there was that you know the power of the group the power of the co-creation when you have a group of individuals focusing on the same thing you know it becomes amplified so how can you celebrate everybody's differences (laughs) yeah you know how can you support each other to thrive and how can you co-create and that's um, some yeah that's a beautiful thing nikki we're coming to the end um the end of the show um We've a, we've a few minutes left. Your your wisdom exceeds you. I think you have a lot to offer. I know that you're moving from one stage of your business to a new stage within your business, and it's you know you're working with with more and more companies, and you're working with more people, and you're you're doing the training courses. Where where globally do you want to be? Where do you want to be globally as a, as as a individual within your organization it's interesting you say that because as soon as you say that i went into contraction i don't want to be anywhere globally so how i work and how i've worked I, in 2012 i think it was i had a, a a huge kind of spiritual experience and i was totally humbled by the divine and so where i am and where i was since that moment i uh, is is being of service it's really not about me at the moment. Um, I would love for as many people to tap into their potential, into their own divinity, into seeing themselves as these beautiful, extraordinary human beings. Um, and I just, I would love to share the, you know, the method worldwide. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in all sorts of things, Joe. I love kind of the creative energies. I love uniting and meditation. Um, you know, I'd love for this method to get out into the world because it's a self-help method. So there, there are practitioners training and hopefully trainers training and it will it will take off and it will grow um, because it, it works. Um, but it's all in the book. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm here as service to... Um, where, where can, just quickly, where can people get the book? Um, my website. You can go to healinginsight.co.uk or... Um, yeah, Nikki Gresham record. Is it on Amazon or anything? Or? It is on Amazon. It's on Amazon uh, globally. So it's released first in the United States. I just States. called the name out of the title again. It's working with chakras for belief change. And there's an online version. So if you struggle to kind of learn it through the book, there's an online there's pre-recorded a version. And, and I'm doing courses online now. So the joy of lockdown has meant that I'm sharing online. So we have online. people from Australia and... Uh, America joined the training program Here's the a thing. month ago. Online never closed down. No. Online never closed. They can't stop us. No, <laughs> Love will find yeah. itself. Will you find know. indeed. Yeah. yeah. Nikki, thanks for coming on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Joe. And remember, here at Dublin South FM, we're interviewing plenty of people around the world, conscious leaders, and that's why we have the Conscious Business Podcast, which is part of the Conscious Business Academy, offering purpose, profit, and prosperity in your life through soulful selling, mindful marketing, conscious leadership, and creative culture. You want to reach out to me? It's joedalton.ie. You have an awesome week, and take care and look after yourself.